0: Hello, I'm Gabriel Petrazio, Finger Lakes One News, and welcome to The Daily Debrief, our show about stories that matter. Today we continue our conversation about how the city of Geneva has come together in a moment of crisis with some of the names and voices behind the Geneva COVID-19 Task Force, the ones who are feeding the city during the global pandemic. To recap, in part one of this two-part special edition of the Daily Debrief, we spoke with Gerald Barker, the Geneva School District's nutrition manager, and left off with Chris Lavin, the executive director of the Boys and Girls Club. But now we hear some new voices and fresh perspectives on the subject, starting at the Salvation Army on 41 North Street. Captain Luis and Nita Martinez at the Salvation Army are packaging emergency meal boxes from their food pantry for distribution.
1: We're currently doing uh, our food pantry uh, that's been uh, useful, especially to provide assistance to people that need it during this time for food. Um, We are doing emergency boxes, so we just kind of put something together that will give them uh, three to four meals, uh, three to four days worth of meals uh, available for people, and then what we're doing is we're just kind of making, like having the intake, people call in, um, and we we set up an appointment, and they come and pick up the food, and we meet them uh, outside so we can protect our volunteers and so forth and still comply with the Six Feet rules. Uh, So we are open Monday through Friday, 9.30 to 12.00. Uh, we schedule appointment depending on uh, who's who's calling us. Uh, after hours, after twelve o'clock, we are kind of routing our phones over to our cell phones so we can take those orders um, for those people who can't make it during those those hours. So at least we can cover them as well. And if they need deliveries and things, uh, we're also doing those. Uh, some people, because of either health issues or you know, they can't re- get to the center. Um, that we're just taking it to
0: them as well with a grant from FoodLink and other financial donations funneling in to purchase food supplies the center has been self-sufficient while filling their shelves
1: we have uh, FoodLink we have a a small grant that they provide to us we use that uh, to purchase some of our food we also use uh, we have people donate cash so we can buy um food as well we use our own operating money to also to to buy that and walmart uh we just recently i know walmart is doing a registry for us uh to receive food and uh, we've had a few donations uh that people have come and said look i got this stuff uh can you come and pick it up and donate food it's that that is not as as uh as popular but uh we have been able to buy food, yes.
0: While supplies are dwindling, the Martinezes say that the Salvation Army shall stay open while searching for certain food items to redirect to families in need.
1: Yeah, we're definitely looking for food. Uh, particular items um, that are harder for us to obtain, um, which is uh, mashed potatoes. We, we're running out of those. Uh, milk, like shelf stable milk. Uh, that's another uh, big item that a lot of families need that we're running out of. Uh, we also need breakfast items like um, some oatmeal, cereals, and a lot of the kids are home. Supplies are, are dwindling, and, and it's harder for us to uh, get the food. Uh, we have made a few contacts that have uh, giving us the opportunity to continue to provide the services. So I think um, we should be okay to have people still come. And get assistance.
2: Yeah, we want we want the word out there that we're still open and we will continue giving out food as much as we can. And so we're not worried about that right now. We're mm. more worried about getting more people in. More people know that we are open.
0: Serving nearly 12 people each day, every bit counts. And the Salvation Army has been keeping track, but this number also fluctuates. It,
2: it varies. So um. Now that is kind of the uh, beginning of the month. We haven't had so much people, but we have. We are still doing about serving about twelve people a day. But we we saw uh, an increase at the end of last month, um, like at the end of March. We were doing more than twenty people a day.
0: The COVID-19 pandemic has directly impacted other food services that the Salvation Army usually offers, but due to the closure of the throughway restaurants within the immediate area, the food redistribution program has since been suspended.
1: We normally have two food programs, which is uh, we call it food distribution, and it seems redundant, but this is mostly food that comes from
2: the rest stops.
1: The rest stop areas don't sell, so they. Pack it up and then they freeze it and then we go pick it up and distribute that. Uh, because of the closure of the, of the pandemic, that has that has uh, stopped. So I know we would normally provide more food, uh, but now we can't do that. They close most of their locations there. I believe in the ones that do we do receive, they only have out of like they normally have three to four restaurants in that in the three areas, they're down to just one. So then they, they no longer they no longer have extra food or food that they don't sell.
0: For the Martinezes, it is clear to them that the city of Geneva is connected and together because of the task force, even with social distancing practices in check.
1: It's always been um, amazing on how Geneva gets together. Uh, the, the task force was one of them um, that just for the pandemic, it got established right away. They started emailing and everybody just was willing to come and help. Uh, at the beginning, we were in need of volunteers, and once we presented that out there to the community, then we were able to get extra volunteers that we needed. And how things are addressed is just amazing. And A mm-hmm. takeaway will be, you know, I, I love the, the how the community comes together mm-hmm. uh, in, in regards to this and supply and try to collaborate as much as we can because I know it's difficult sometimes to... Uh, the pandemic has affected the way we actually interact with each other because we can no longer interact with each other Mm -hmm. (laughs) unless we are like through a video conferencing or with layers of protections or I don't know six feet away so it's no longer personal so that has been a little bit of a of a challenge for us Uh, that interaction with people we usually try to smile to people when they come into our center but well, they can't come into our center as now. So it's kind of it's it's a distancing that is required in order for you know for a community to get better. But that has impacted a lot of our you know relations that we have. We want to always uh, just feel people welcome, and, and this is not helping. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Captain Luis and Nita Martinez, feel something has been lost. Although they are still serving the community and helping families remain fed, it is still not the same. They feel out of touch, physically and figuratively, and not because they choose to, but because they're forced to due to the pandemic. The human connection has been severed. Casual interactions are condensed. Even the simple gesture of a hug And now for Cheryl Tour, the executive director of the Center of Concern, she is giving out a lot of virtual hugs.
3: The pantry service has been impacted, and we can't be quite as friendly and open. We can't open our pantry for people to walk through like they used to. Um, So they still get the same amount of food or extra as we have it, but they don't have the option to come in and say, hey, you know, I want red beans instead of black or I want this instead of that, or pick their own soups. That option is not available for everyone's safety. And that's the hardest thing, I think, is at a t- personally, you can tell my, my heart is in my job. Personally, this is a time when we need to be hugging each other, and we can't walk within six feet of each other. And when people are scared, they need reassurance. They need to be loved, and right now, we love them by handing them a bag of food. That's what we can do. And it's not the same. I miss that closeness. Even among the volunteers, you know, I'm working with a skeleton crew. I'm working with a quarter of what I usually have. And that's by choice on our end to keep everyone safe. But I miss... The hugs, I miss that love we're able to put out, so we have to give it out to them through food. And I'm looking forward to the world being opened up so we can all all feel that again because I think it's the, the separation that's so hard on people emotionally. And you're also talking people who are struggling to begin with and maybe they need that hug. And right now we're giving a lot of virtual
0: hugs tour and the rest of the center of concern thrives off of human interactions it's what keeps their volunteers kicking and even with a skeleton crew the call to serve is still great even with her downsized staff
3: basically working with a skeleton crew but we still have certain of us are on location every day and then we have on monday through friday in the pantry we have four people Minimum of three, but that allows for people to be bagging, two people bagging, one recording, and one person and only one person greeting the people with their food. And it's always the same person. And then upstairs, while this is all going on down in our pantry, upstairs, my assistant has two people working with her, and they're actually, we're taking time to to renovate and clean up and paint and do all of the above up in the store.
0: Despite the clear need, the center was forced to shut down their thrift store, which funds their walk-in food pantry, putting finances on the fritz. At this time
3: we can only do the food portion because obviously our thrift store had to be closed, and our thrift store was the main funding for our food pantry. That was the whole purpose for the thrift store was to fund the pantry. So at this time we are running the food pantry as always, five days a week, Monday through Friday, ten to one. In addition to food, we also have personal care items, we have diapers, we have formula, we have, you know, toiletries upon request. Um, I cannot be greeting clientele upstairs and giving them clothing and things because we can't open that portion of the store.
0: But even with their store doors shut, the center has found a way to help others as the community chips in to supply them with charitable donations to still stock their shelves.
3: We have always worked off the previous year's funding. So we are. We plan our budget around the previous year funding. So that and the fact that we have had some wonderful funding donations in because they know that our sales are what support our pantry. So we've had some wonderful donations in directly to the food pantry to make up for this difference. So basically, that's keeping us going at, that po- at this point, what we have had set aside and budgeted from last year for this year, as well as what's coming in. And like I say, bags and boxes and cases of food are showing up on the doorstep. <laughs> so, and, and in addition, uh, we had a great website created this past fall. And so a lot of people have been donating through PayPal on the website, which we never had. We always had a piecemeal website, but never truly one that's being monitored by someone. So that's given people the option of donating that way also. And it's just the budgeting. I have a 12-member board, volunteer board, and they are very conscientious with what the funds they that we have received over the years. So they're very very good about budgeting and being careful. And that's put us in the position where we are we are good, you know, we're getting additional donations in and we've maintained and that's a huge thing considering, you know, we're easily giving up approximately five thousand dollars a month right now for store sales by closing that door i mean in the middle of march you know i hadn't even met halfway my my store sales for the month
0: While the center is open on weekdays, Jackie Augustine, the executive director of Blueprint Geneva, explains to us that they are in fact offering meals every Saturday at the Methodist Church in partnership with Chef Samantha Bisquez
2: So um, Blueprint is partnered with um, Chef Samantha Biskus, who um, wanted to do something to serve two purposes. To help people who are trying to stretch their food dollars, because a lot of service and restaurant workers here in Geneva are, have been recently laid off, um, and we wanted to be able to provide them good quality, nutritious food at a low price. Um, and then we also want to get that food out to the general public, to people with the highest need, because again, um, some of the food service you know that's available uh, is is packaged in a way that, you know, maybe as a sandwich or something, and we wanted to be able to provide, you know, a a full meal. Um, So what we're doing each Saturday from 3 to 4.30 at the Methodist Church in Geneva is providing uh, meals. They are, they have been packaged into go containers that are refrigerator and freezer ready so that people can either heat it up and eat it that same day, or they can use it, uh, you know, put it in their pantry, in their fridge or freezer for use at another time. Um, So she's packaged the food so that it is two portions um, per container, so it should last people a little bit longer. And the first thing she made was this spring pesto pasta with all of these vegetables from our greenhouse that we, Blueprint uh, operates a year-round greenhouse. And Last week um, was meatloaf with, with locally raised beef that was donated from Rosencrantz Farms over on Cayuga Lake uh, with mashed root vegetables and gravy. I mean, these meals are, like, amazing, and, um, and we're, we're just handing them out to people, uh, first come, first serve. No, no questions asked for that.
0: Chef Biscus's homemade meals are a highlight for the weekend, and Blue Print Geneva is helping families... Get those meals by offering delivery services to those who cannot leave their households.
2: She cooks it and she gets everything ready um, on Friday. Uh, you know, in the fully inspected kitchen, using abiding by all the the regulations under the executive order, um, and then it is it's packaged into these two portion containers. Um, And then it's refrigerated. And then we go over on um, Saturday afternoon and take stuff out of the fridge and just get it to people. We also deliver uh, for people who can't or shouldn't leave their house uh, when they can sign up for a delivery. So last week we had six or seven deliveries, um, and then all the other meals were picked up at the church.
0: In spite of a statewide shutdown and shelter-in-place mandate, which has essentially stopped our way of life here in the Finger Lakes and across New York State, Augustine still sees a silver lining in all of this. Sympathy and support is rapidly growing, as residents are forced to approximate themselves to the same struggles that food-insecure families face each day here in the city of Geneva.
2: I think if there is a silver lining to what's going on right now, it's that a lot of people um, are starting to realize just how much they have in common with uh, food insecure families. So I I think, you know, for a long time, uh, it was easy for some people to feel like it wasn't their problem. It wasn't directly affecting them. Uh, But I think that given, um, you know, the, the, economic stress that people are facing and even just logistically trying to get to the supermarket or a drugstore in a safe way to do shopping is really opening people's eyes to the fact that this is the reality people are living when there isn't a pandemic. So whatever stress um, people who were otherwise food comfortable were feeling in the past, I think Hopefully, it's building some empathy, and I think once people have that empathy and compassion, then solutions have to follow. Once you know the problem, you can't ignore it.
0: Clearly, this city is a special place for those who are a part of it and the assembled COVID-19 task force. Once the pandemic eventually subsides in its waking aftermath, Augustine asks for city council leadership to finally step up and stand together in an effort to address food insecurity issues that plague the city of Geneva through comprehensive and sound policy.
2: I think the way Geneva has been coming together about this has been amazing and I think, you know, it makes everybody happy that we we live in a city like this that's that's small enough that we can manage these issues but also um you know, just has such great volunteerism that that when we see a need, we're able to address it. But, I mean, that's not to say it's all sunshine and roses because, I mean, the issues that we're addressing are persistent public policy things. So I think the long-term goal is everything we're learning right now in this crisis needs to translate to more sustainable policies down the line.
0: The truth of the matter is that without the COVID-19 task force in place, a sizable part of the city's population would be left hungry and starving. In the absence of the task force, families that have been already struggling would continue to fend for themselves without an alternative in sight or even for the foreseeable future. But until that day comes where Geneva City Council steps up to address the food insecurity challenges that the city contends with and have been further intensified by the pandemic, the lesson in this story is, just look around the corner and someone will be there for you. Whether it's Jackie Augustine, Cheryl Tor, the Martinezes, Chris Lavin, or Gerald Walker, organizations like Blueprint, the Center of Concern, Salvation Army, and Boys and Girls Club are still here for you, feeding you and helping you along the way. I'm Gabriel Petrazio, Finger Lakes One News. Stay tuned for more coverage on the Geneva COVID-19 Task Force and their additional services, each of which will be spotlighted on future editions of The Daily Debrief. The Debrief is our daily show
3: about the stories that matter in the Finger Lakes region and upstate New York. Look for new episodes each morning on fingerlikes1.com or wherever you get podcasts. And be sure to check out archived episodes by visiting fingerlikes1.com debrief. If you have an idea for an episode or would like us to find an answer to a question you have, email news at onecom Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow.